There's that Let's beautiful fuck some sound. shit up. Let's let's fuck it all up, baby. Um, that's what I do best. <laughs> fucking mm-hmm. up my own life to start. Fuck the fuck up. Are we Speaking all here? Of fu- yeah, we We're are all here. We, we have a full wow. pod today, guys. All four of us gathered in a digital room together for the first time in over two weeks. Good Which, to see you guys. You know, I uh, I kind of explained to you guys before. I, I was trying to listen to uh, the. The, to the last podcast on the plane uh with my non-noise canceling air fo- air or, uh earphones so that was uh, it didn't really work so well but i don't know about you Grayson, but i would like to apologize to our listeners oh god oh, here, man, here I, it comes. I really I would, am so so sorry that you guys had to listen it was an hour and 50 minutes it was an hour and 44 no. minutes. Thank you very much. No, it was I 50. Think, uh, Spotify. It, it was 50. an hour and 51. It was, it was over an hour and 50 minutes of, uh, of professional hokey pokey talk. Without Kyle and I. So Without, like, we're sorry for that. An hour and 53, according to Spotify. I blame our, I blame our sponsor for making that an hour. Uh, it's so long. We had, we had a sponsor for that one. So well, we had, let's, we had let me. Let me jump in here and just quick round of applause, uh, gentlemen, all four of us, Final Four and our fantasy football. That's a good point. Listeners, if you've ever questioned our credentials, that right there solidifies why we are a top tier podcast that you should be listening Mm. to Mm. weekly. We are all experts. We are all geniuses. In a 10-team league, I mean, it's not, not like it's a four-team league, which we also yeah. have a four-team league podcast, in which we are all the top four in. But we are the top four <laughs> yeah, in yeah, 10-team yeah. league. Yeah, uh, we're doing great. Yeah. Um, but yeah. guys, guys, it, it is good to see. What What are you guys drinking tonight, by the way? What's everybody having? A, what's everybody drinking? Jason, what you got uh, there? I got the 10th anniversary edition of Cleveland Black Reserve Bourbon Whiskey. Mm. Ooh, 10th anniversary. Nice. Mm. Their stuff's gotten a lot better. I really do appreciate their... Uh, when their yeah. stuff came out, it was awful. Living Whiskey sponsor yeah. us. You're better now. Great. You're what are you better got? now. I've just got some Jack Daniels as usual, man. No, <laughs> you're good old, you're good old friend Jack. Uh, I am drinking water. Oh, <laughs> Yo, let's go. Motherfucking let's go. hydro. Folks, I would like to say Kyle's Actually, drinking water, and he is the one who flashed us with his robe earlier. Uh, we got, got to see some, idea. Yeah, some nude Kyle, man. And uh, we should have water, water sponsor us. Not not any oh. other company. Just just have just water, water sponsor. Us. You know, I, water I, like I, that. I bet if I tweeted out from the Sporting Nudes Pod Twitter account at uh, Cleveland Municipal Water, they would happily retweet us as a sponsorship. So, oh yeah, I'm saying it's a great idea. Uh, and just so you guys know, I am uh, I am drinking from Rusty Nail Brewery. I'm I'm very much in love with this beer. It is waffle sauce. It's a maple pecan imperial brown ale. Fucking can't it, it waffle sauce. Is, <laughs> waffle, <laughs> waffle sauce. It, it, I'm it, glad it, you like it, man, but it's just sounds this goddamn Canadian dude. Yeah, it yeah, no, first, it's it, it's it's not that sweet. It's really not. It's very mellow. It's good flavor. It's. I'm a fan. It's great. It's a good dark beer. I'm loving it. It's a more bitter maple one, syrup flavor, eh? It's uh, not as. Listen, I don't. Not quite I don't, as fresh I don't know what you're you talking about. I don't do not know what you're talking about. I'm very sorry that you think that all we do up there is chug on a maple log. But anyway, let's uh, let's get into this stuff before I get banned from Canada. Um, speaking of brown ale, let's talk about the Browns. Look at that segue. That was a shitty fucking segue. 
I'll let it slide. I'll let it slide. <laughs> um, guys, and I'm mostly talking to two of the gentlemen here, not you, Jason. Um, that did you guys? Did you guys almost shit yourself like David and Joku almost shat himself at the end of that game? Uh, Hail Mary, Browns finally win it, or finally up, and that Hail Mary goes up, gets batted down, caught by Darnell Mooney, and then pops right out of his hands. Did you guys almost show yourself like David and Joku did? Yes. <laughs> I, I, died, I, I almost died. Yeah. And I, God. And I was okay. I was at the airport unable to watch this game, uh, but I was texting you both mm. Uh, during it, and and I got some periodic updates. It was a roller coaster. Even reading those, uh, you, you know, both of your both of your text messages. Um, yeah, it was. Uh... I wasn't allowed to be happy, and then I was like, "Oh my god, we can actually be maybe a little happy." But like, also, fuck you for like having any sort of like positivity. <laughs> too like, I mean, you can't be that. We beat the gods. Yeah, we did. Game. We 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 finally we did it. Beat they were the merciful. Guys. They, they were, were they merciful were this time. Yeah, who knew? They, they're they're either super merciful or they're setting us up for the hardest fall ever. I mean, nothing good ever happens, so that is <laughs> where, very. Kyle, where did you first see the the uh, the play? Then were you you were not watching it live, correct? Uh, I no, I I was so I couldn't watch it in the airport. But I could watch ESPN on my flight because they had live TV there for some reason. Nice. It was on Delta. Uh, shout out Delta. Sponsor us. Sponsor right? Us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hard to get a flight out of Cleveland, but I'll take it. Oh, shit. That's right. Um, but yeah, so I saw it there. And I knew what happened. And I still, as I was watching the replay, almost shit myself. So on an airplane, on an airplane, it would have been very bad. I was the I was the window seat too. So oh man, those people next (laughs) to you would have been. mm. (laughs) You know what? You know, Kyle. Even if you shit yourself, still better than a baby on a plane. Still better than a baby on a plane. You know, no offense to the resident dad here, but uh, you know, crying baby on a plane is still worse. (laughs) You know, (laughs) (laughs) they just need a snack, probably. (laughs) Oh, it is. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, I, that was insane, man. Like that is the play. So like, it's amazing that you can have such a long thought in such a short period of time. But when the ball bounced out of his hands, I thought, well, of course, of course, he intercepts this ball, and of course, we lose this game. And it's just like everything else. Like I had no thought. Like as soon as it got down to him, I'm like, oh well, we definitely lost this. There's, you know. It's my entire lifetime of that coming back. And then, but it was, you know, blink of an eye. And then we, and then we didn't lose. And that was incredible. That was, that was, yeah, that was so fucked up. It was it so was, fucked up. Like, well, why well, did that have to happen? Why? That was, we could have skipped that part. That would have been nice. So, so before, before we all almost shit ourselves at the end of that game, um, the Browns had a, a rough third quarter, but they had a monumental fourth quarter. Led by our good friend, Jumpin' Joe Flacco. Um, he's had two pretty overall good games. I mean, he had some moments in the last game that you just were like, okay, this we're getting 38-year-old Joe Flacco. 
but he came out 300 and was it 374 yards 354 yards something like that over uh, 200 the in the fourth yeah i mean he had a monstrous fourth <clears throat> quarter um so are we are we able now after seeing joe to say is he real is this still fake and then even more is this a Joe Flacco we want to invest in more than this year. He's only obviously signed for the rest of the season. Do you look at Joe Flacco beyond this year, but is he real fake? And then what do we do with Joe? I, that's, that's a, it's a very good question. And I mean, obviously I don't think you can sign him to be your starting quarterback for next year. Um, I think what he'll be 39 next year. I, you know, how much is in the tank or we're, I mean, we're getting him for half a season. Um, at this point, I, I don't think that you can count him and count on him again next year for a full season. I, I mean, obviously also we have Deshaun Watson, the whole, that whole thing. Um, but as exactly. I mean, if he is willing to accept a backup role, then absolutely. Um, I think he's earned some, some money, some money for next year. I think the defenses are going to start catching on to him. Um, I mean, it, it, Chicago is also they're the number one defense in football since like week six or seven. Um, so, you know, they're 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 not a joke of a defense by any means. So they got to take that into account too. But I do think that um, his limitations will show at some point, especially once we get, if if we get to the playoffs. Um, <laughs> Whoa! I'm still very careful. Yeah, I'm very I, careful. You know what? Pump the the there, bro. I don't. Uh, I I'm with you, Gray. We don't. We don't. Much like much like when we much like we don't say a game is one until it's the clock is zero. We've had ten minutes to sit down, and the ESP notifications comes through our phone and says we've won. I'm with you. We are not in the playoffs no. until we are in the playoffs, and I can Excellent. comfortably bet money on us winning a playoff game, uh, and then lose that money. Yeah. But. I, I do. Yeah, I will say, I, yeah, I've got a, I, I do have a ton of faith that this guy obviously can win us football games. Now that I have not seen other quarterbacks since the Browns have come back in my lifetime. do, And he's because like Kyle said, before we signed him, he's thrown a ton of touchdowns and he's been there and he's won games and he's won Super Bowls and he's, he's done this. So I, I do have faith that he is able to do this in a limited period of time. And um, I'm happy he's back there, um, over our other options at this point. I mean, if he puts up a stinker, I'm sure I'll feel differently, but that's just because I'm a fan, but I do <laughs> like honestly have faith that, you know, I think he is the best guy for the job that we have. And yeah, I mean, if he wants to come back and be a backup next year, I, I mean, money's not going to let him be a starter. It's just not, that's impossible. It's not going to happen. So, you know. Yeah, I think those are all um, really fair points. Like, I mean, when you get to age, it's it's not, you know, you can win. I'm sure you can win one game, but can you win? Or, you know, can you go out and even play 17? You know, like, that's a lot to ask 100%. for. Um, 17 regular season games. And then, you know, one more, let's be honest, one more playoff game if it gets to that point. Um it's not going to be two, unfortunately, because that's just how we go. The football gods gave us our one, right? We got our one. Exactly. This, year. We've, this, over, is, we this is yeah. this is it. So, um, 
he has looked, I mean, it's so nice to see someone who can like throw the football. Wait, so, okay, so, so yeah. let me ask you this, Scott. What you, you know then what say mean? was was that fourth quarter the most impressive play by a quarterback we've seen the past two years? Well, right. I I, it, I it, wish. Sorry. I, I mean, just honestly, I wish I would have seen it, but uh, purely by the numbers, I mean, it's fair. It's very fair to me. That's the one of us who didn't see that, right? Game, yeah. That question. But look, look, or the, the, let me put it, put it this way: Has Joe Flacco? From what you've seen, everything you've read, the highlights, the stats, has he had the? Has he made you feel like he's the most consistent and most stable of a, the quarterbacks we've had the past two, maybe even three years? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I, there was definitely points where I felt like this with uh, Baker, um, and ever since then, I mean, it's been, of course nothing like that. I mean, Brissett was, you know, he was fine. Like Jacoby was going to be the one person I was going to bring up that his, his run was every game he started. You felt like you had a level of consistency. I do. Mm -hmm. I do think so far what Joe Flacco has done for me, his ceiling is higher. Yeah. I think his floor is higher. I think, the level of professionalism and veteran leadership he has Jacoby had, but Flacco has uh, people say he has the ring, got the victories. He has that winning organization smell about him. He's got the new car smell that is smells of I've been Mm -hmm. to the Super Bowl. I've won it. I can lead you to the promise and I can tell you what the promise on this right. like big as I've been here and Jacoby for as good as he is as a leader and as smart as he is a guy, he, he can't do that right now. Right. So I, I do think he is better. You did bring up Baker. Let's take a quick detour to some listener mail and let's talk about Baker. And then we're going to come back to the Steelers. Uh, we got some fun questions for Jason and to figure out what the fuck they're even doing over there. Finally, we get to say that about that city and not about Cleveland, but let's take a quick mm-hmm. detour. Some listener mail. This comes from our, from 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 a, a a dear a dear old friend of ours, Mr. Andy Gordon, he has some very distinct questions uh, that we're going to give to Kyle as our resident Tampa Bay Buccaneer expert, <clears throat> especially regarding Baker. Let me uh, let me pull this up here really quickly so that way I can make sure these questions are accurate. Well, I don't think we've explored this. Do you want to like give a quick? Yeah. Uh... Review of like your explanation as to why yeah. I'm I'm yeah give us an explanation to your yeah to your uh, to your Tampa Bay fandom. Uh yeah no I I uh, was was born in Tampa Bay Florida um and you yeah. know just kind of I mean that that has a lot to do with it <laughs> let's be honest I had family down there um you know watched them win a Super Bowl you know, very early Mike Allstott is probably my favorite NFL player of all time. Um, he, you know, that was, he was so fun to watch. I played fullback, uh, when I, when I did play football, uh, in my very limited, um, participation in that, but Strongsville's own Michael. (laughs) Right. Something like that. Yeah. Thanks Jason for, yep. Uh, concussions over there coming from Jason concussions. (laughs) <laughs> multiple that's, Kyle's the reason and, why we and, have CTE at one studies. time at one time mm-hmm. yep. yeah yep. but um you know also grew up you know most of my life in Cleveland so um 
you know, I, I, I've, I've certainly adopted the, the, you know, the Browns fandom as well. And I actually have a picture. Um, so the first year that, you know, this is a little, again, this is a little side detour. Um, I have a picture of what the first, um, so when we made the, when we made the playoffs for the first time, um, like the most recent time, the the Tampa also made the playoffs at that time, and they both had the two longest playoff droughts in the NFL up until that point. So, oh, that's uh, right, because when Tom, when Brady came there, they hadn't made the playoffs. They for had been very 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 like bad. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they were facing <laughs> Matt Ryan, Cam Newton, and Drew Brees. You know, <laughs> most of the time. So, um. Yeah, no, that was uh so it's it had been that was a crazy year. That was a that was a really uh unexpected year. But anyways, so that's that's kind of why I uh um have any sort of Tampa Bay knowledge and then uh Baker this year was very uh I was I was I was scared. I was scared to say the least. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, what uh shout out Andy Gordon. Yeah, uh, so, what's going on, man? So Andy, um, Andy Gordon has some questions for us and yeah, he writes it. in and Andy is a, Andy is a very smart, knowledgeable young Smarter man. Smarter than all of us. Like all, our, all of us for combined. Sure. Like we're no all doubt. He's, fight, he's, he's uh, fighting for the people out there. He's much smarter yeah, he than is. we are. Yes. Yeah, he's. He's a lawyer doing God's work, and meanwhile, the four of us are drinking, well, Kyle's drinking water, and yeah, talking about water. sports on a Wednesday evening. Um, but Andy Gordon writes, <clears throat> Baker Mayfield has had a rebound season and then some in Tampa. He's also up for a contract extension. Tampa has to ask the same questions we do. Is he a franchise guy? What contract do you give him? Does Mike Evans' probable departure affect that calculus? Ooh, Andy's... That. Answer to that is the Green Bay game is a statistical outlier, but his overall performance has been solid. He's Brad Johnson. I'd offer the Jordan Love contract with a team option. Very interesting comparison. Brad Johnson, very obviously apt. very apt. I am interested to see what your answer is to those questions and what you think of Andy's right in answer. And Andy, thank and you I again for the question. We have another question from Andy coming up that we're going to post to Jason here shortly. Um, His follow up there was the the deeper question of of all of that is why is Tampa under 500? True. There is the larger question of that. That's his. his, I apologize. I was reading the first two, like kind of broke it down. Yep. Sorry. Yeah. um, Okay. Okay. So there's a lot there. Um, I have been, I mean, obviously I've been uh, very surprised with Baker. I've been very surprised with our offense. Um, I hate that it's an inevitable departure for Mike Evans. Uh, Mike Evans is going to die as a a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Um, So let's back off of that first off. Um, Die catching a touchdown pass. Yeah, when he's 80. He's gonna he's gonna get a touchdown. He's gonna and he's gonna just like gently just lay down like a like an old like an old happy dog that is just you know at the <laughs> at the end is just at the end. It's done all he's needed to do. Um no, so um to be I just like to say I am the one who didn't I did not bring up death on this podcast this time. This is not me, by no, the way. No, it was guys. me. I was I brought up dog death. 
That's the second, way worse. It's probably, yeah, it's, it's pretty <laughs> much is, but, um, you know, it's in a happy way, I guess, you know, so we'll go with that. Anyways, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's been very surprising to see Baker. I mean, realistically, okay, so let's like look back at this. Um, you know, the last season in, in Cleveland was riddled with injuries, um, with the shoulder and everything before that, when he was playing at his highest level, he won a playoff game. Um, he goes to, um, Carolina and it's horrible, right? It's, it's really, really, really bad. He gets cut. And I think he, he gets cut like halfway through the season or something like that. Um, you know, he does have that little, uh, that look, that game, uh, for the Rams that he, you know, signed with them two days before came in there and, and, and it was a, uh, just kind of a miracle game that he came in and won. That was awesome. Um, I, I mean, I guess my point is like, let's look at the Panthers right now. They are, they are a, a disaster, right? They are, they're so bad, even with the number one pick, um, it's, you know, I mean, you know, Baker was the number one pick, you know, it's, it's number one picks aren't this team's problem, right? Like there's so many things other going on with them. Um, you know, everyone kind of thought this year was like a, okay, well, Baker's the tank commander, right? Like he's going to be, he's going to lead them to a top, whatever pick, get her, get your quarterback, go from there. Um, and now, like, you know, it's actually like, okay, well, can he actually play? Like, is he, are we going to, you know, we're not going to be getting a, you know, one of the top three picks by any means, even though we are under 500. Um, but you're at, at 500. Right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. 100% 500. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, so, I mean, at this point, like, it, See the thing is, I mean, the, the the reason that Tampa is is struggling is because of its defense. Um, so I mean, so, I, so, so, to, so, so to that point, let's take a look a little bit at Baker's stats this year with Tampa and how it's how that compares a little bit to the way the team handled. Right. So, uh, by the way, Baker has eight intercept only eight interceptions on the year. He has not had a multi interception game. Right. So you could make the argument. That and I think it'd be fair that Baker is not overly he that gunslinger mentality that everyone thought he had and he was throwing a lot more interceptions first couple of years in Cleveland is not translated. Now he's also not throwing lights out. He's not throwing 300, 250, 300 yards every game. He's averaging uh, about like the 240 range, right? He's at as low as 146, 173, and as high as 381 this year. Um, but the games they've lost. <clears throat> are games in which they're scoring less than 20 points. They've only had one game they've lost where they scored 20 points or more. And it was literally exactly 20 points, right? So you're in this interesting juxtaposition of where Baker's not necessarily winning you the game. He's not throwing the game away, though, like a lot of people worried about when he was in Cleveland, where he'd force the ball, making some Aaron throws, maybe not as accurate as he wants to be. He only has a six. He's only a 64% completion uh, percentage for this year, though. He's sitting around a little over 3,300 yards. When I look at the stats, and again, I'm not watching every Tampa Bay game like you are, Kyle. I, when, you, when I look at these stats, I see, to your point, a defense that is not holding them to, a, a, the holding the opposition to a low enough 
point holder for Baker to overcome. Right. And, and I mean, therein lies your, your question, you know, what do you do with that? Do you continue with the quarterback that is not really scoring you the, the most amount of points? I mean, like you said, I mean, the, those come in losses, you know, the, when I mean, obviously you're not going to score as many points and losses most of the time. And they did have a, you know, they did have a game versus Houston where they did score, um, 37. Yeah. Was that, uh, was that, was that, was it Stroud's like four or five touchdown game? Like yeah. 39 to 30. It was it, yeah. right. It was, it was his breakout game. So yeah, it was, it was, it was a pretty crazy one. Um, yeah. And I mean, like it's, you know, we're, we're, you know, sure we're at 500, but we're also, you know, leading at the division of, you know, it's, I mean, it's a division, probably one of the worst in, in football overall. Um, I would imagine that the Saints were supposed to be the favorites coming out of this uh, at the beginning of the season, but that has not panned out. Uh, Derek Carr has not quite panned out like they had hoped. Uh, but it's so, so that's interesting. Who would you rather have, Baker or Derek Carr? Ah, uh, Baker. I I I don't think there's really any question about that for me. Um. Baker has, I mean, like I said, he surpassed like a lot of expectations and, and, you know, giving him a contract. I think that you, I think that you have to give him a contract. That's the thing. Um, unless you are somehow expecting to get a rookie quarterback that you want to start right away and you have to have that one in mind, you know, if you're the front office, but I don't think that you have that option. And, um, I think at this point you have to give him a you have to give him a contract. I mean, there's there's, I mean, look at all these injuries, you know, with quarterbacks around. There's not that many good quarterbacks. This is I, like, I mean, we're, this is I mean, we're going to talk about year for quarterbacks. We're going to talk about done. the MVP. I think a little bit here in a little bit after yeah. Jason talks about his Steelers and um, there's just not that many good quarterbacks. That, like you. You can't risk like, what do you, I mean, if you don't sign Baker, what do you do? Is like kind of my question is like, I mean, I don't think that there's an option out there that is appealing enough for me. You know, Baker is probably one of the more interesting, like prospects. If you can even call him that at this point, like he's one of the more interesting cases. Um, Intriguing as far as, as far as what, he is still capable of, you kind of feel like you don't um, know what he's fully capable of still somehow. I, you know what I mean? Like you still think like, Oh, maybe he's got a little bit more. Um, so, so, so let me yeah. ask you this, a, a little bit to, to Andy's question, right? So he's talking about, you know, contract, what do you give him? Uh, he mentioned the Jordan love contract. Um, the, the, the green Bay gave him, right. Mm-hmm. I almost wonder if maybe it's a little, like, do you, let me propose this idea. I think what you could do there, you're sitting at seven and seven. If you finish the season around 500, you're going to be middle of the pack when it comes to a first round pick. You're not going to have your choice, your premier, unless you're trading up a lot of value, which the Tampa Buccaneers don't have. They've depleted a lot of assets the, mm-hmm. to ha- mm-hmm. w- help win Super Bowls, right? So if you're Tampa Bay, do you sign Baker and say, hey, we like you here. You've been successful here. But let's see if we can continue to grow what you do here. Sign him to a two-year deal, draft a quarterback high enough this year that you don't need to start him, 
but you have them. And then you go and see if Baker lights it up and you can extend him again. You go for it. I disagree a little bit. I actually think we know what Baker is. Mm. Um, and I think what it is, is it's not hit the peak we've seen with the Browns in the playoffs. It's also not the year he was injured and shitty. And even the year he bounced around between Carolina and L.A. I actually think what you're seeing out of Baker this year is pretty close to what Baker is. I think he can get you some highs. I think he can play a little bit. His last three game run has been fantastic, right? For the most part, he's had really, really good run. He's thrown seven touchdowns to one interception his past three games. They've won a three game winning streak. They're playing pretty good football. And mm-hmm. he's always he's been able to find Mike Evans in the touch in the end zone like 10 games this year. Their connection is very, very good. Yeah, I think this is what Baker is. I, I'm not going to lie. I, I, I know he can maybe go a little bit higher with the right things around him, but I don't think he's much worse than this. I think he can be at times. But I think what you're looking at is a above and I don't I hate this term. I think he's an above average game manager. All right, I don't know. I, people throw the term around. I, I don't like it. Um, I, one of the comments I put in the rundown, is he Kurt Cousins light? Is he a guy who can win you games? But you're just like, can he really win you games? Can he, can you win your big games? I almost wonder if he's Kurt Cousins light. I mean, I don't know. I'm of the opinion that Kirk Cousins can win you a Super Bowl. I guess. I, I, so I, I, well, so I, I hold Kirk Cousins with higher standards, but I, everyone always says, well, is he Kirk Cousins, right? Is he a guy who can put up points but can't win you games, right? And to be fair, I agree. I actually think there's a whole other discussion. I think Kirk Cousins has been let, by, let down by his team far more than he's let his team down. But it, maybe a better apt example would be, is he Daniel Jones light? Grayson, you mentioned Dan. Is he Daniel Jones light? And to be fair, Daniel Jones has sucked this I think year. He's better than Daniel him. Jones. <laughs> he's, he's, better than Daniel. he's won a playoff. Yeah, he's yeah. Mm-hmm. He, well, well, he's won a playoff game. One playoff game. One. Mm-hmm. I wish that you know it would have you know to. I mean, talking if we're talking about Daniel Jones, I wish we would have seen him healthy this year. I mean, but that team yeah. was. I mean, that team is garbage. It's so right. fucking bad, and their receiving it, core makes absolutely no sense. They have like, I'm with you. Their top. Their top like five receivers are just slot receivers. It just doesn't. It's yeah, just not doesn't even good slot receivers. It's, right, yeah. You're sitting there with like Julian Edelman and Wes Welker. You're sitting there with like, I, I, insert Browns quarterback or insert Browns wide receiver name. They're they're not even Greg Little. They're trash. They're terrible. Yeah, you remember when they? Really, well, do you remember when they traded for um, Kenny G? <laughs> I do. Kenny Gallagher. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know something uh, crazy yeah. that so Baker. He's got so like stats are stats, right? And passer rating is not the penultimate statistic. Sure, no, it's, it's not at all. So Baker has a higher passer rating. His passer rating this year is ninety four point seven. Is a higher passer rating than Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, and Pat Mahomes. So like you guys said, it's weird year for quarterbacks. Down years. So and so here's the thing: is that the second the Guy that's closest to Baker, Baker's ninety four point seven, Jalen Hurts is ninety three point five. So like, and and those guys and Josh Allen, so what and you're Pat saying, they're both ninety three point two. He's leagues better than them. So that's, that's what, what you're saying yes. is he's better than yes. all three of those exactly. quarterbacks. Yes, that's just okay. a crazy stat. <laughs> thank this, you, thank you. This year has been, this year has been so freaking weird because when you look at, yeah. I mean, I know we're gonna talk about MVP in a second, but like mm-hmm. the the rest of the guys above that. I mean, Kirk Cousins, who hasn't played all year. C.J. Stroud, what? 
Jared <laughs> yeah. Goff. Who saw that coming? Russell Wilson. Damn. Like, what the fuck? It, it's such a strange yeah. year. But Baker's having yeah. a very nice season. So, yeah. question. So, so I think, so yeah. talking about So, talking about quarterbacks, I think we have to pivot to Jason. Jason's been quiet for quite a while. That's uh, true. We haven't heard Jason. We, we, we do need to talk. He's winding up. He's, he's, yeah, yeah, he's, he's just I can see him. He's, I can see him He's ready. ready to just fire everyone in the front office and the coaching staff. Jason, we're talking about quarterbacks. A lot of QB questions happening in Pittsburgh. So uh, I've, I've got I've got one overarching question for you and a couple of things. Phil. What is this Pittsburgh season? What is the rest of the season about moving forward? Uh, is it the playoffs? Is it determining what Kenny Pickett is? Is it trying to find a valid reason to fire Mike Tomlin? Like, what is this season about? So we know what Kenny Pickett is. <laughs> OK. <laughs> All right. Um I'm wearing Steelers stuff because what I'm about to say will be not like this is not a shock to anyone, but they, I hope, I hope the rest of the season is about losing at this point in time because uh, when you look at the offense, uh, every week we have a question of effort. Uh, they're more concerned about what Ben Roethlisberger says in a podcast and preparing for a game. Um, Mike Tomlin keeps saying the standard is the standard. Uh, and I've heard it three or four times, and I'll repeat it. This is not an original thought, but the standard is 500. So hopefully we go under 500. Here's the problem. If we go under 500, we're going to keep Tomlin because we don't like making change. Uh, we're going to get Pickett because, you know, it was all Matt Canada's fault. Uh, and then we have another year of George Pickens, who doesn't want to play for the Steelers, and Deontay Johnson, who I have not liked forever, because he got a contract after he had just ever since he got his contract, it's just been drop or low effort or um, whatever. It's been good for but fantasy, at least. Johnson? Surprisingly. Surprisingly, yeah, yeah. yeah. He catches touchdowns every now and then. It's nice. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, we have, we have weeks of people just deciding that they aren't going to block on the outside. And, um, yeah, so hopefully it's losing. Tomlin's lost team, the Steelers culture has not been there for three or four years on the offensive side defensive side has um clearly but uh yeah hopefully losing um they suck they're awful uh and okay, okay they okay. are statistically offensively they're one of the their bottom bottom six right now the only teams that are worse to them patriots raiders panthers giants Jets. Um, yeah, no, they suck. I hope they lose, uh, but nothing's going to change. We're going to keep Tomlin. Pick it. Uh, we're going to uh, suck ass next year. And uh, this is the first time since 1988 that the Steelers will be last in their division. And that is where they should be because they play like they're last in their division. Um, yeah, no, they don't have a fucking chance. So, uh, good on you, Steelers. I'm. I don't. I mean, look, I'm not gonna care because the team doesn't care. So I'm gonna still watch them. Uh, but they they don't care. So yeah, we're we're there. I feel like I should charge Jason therapist rates right now. He just got a lot of his chest there. Oh, you know, you Jason brings up a really good. Hey, point. I have to I have to listen to you guys for years, bitch. I'm allowed to have. <laughs> he brings up a good point. I've never cared about the Browns because they've always been bad. So. 
They don't care. No, we, you know, you know, if we've never cared, if we've never so cared then he's never here to hurt us truly, bitch. So therefore, he owes us exactly. money for complaining. If, if, if they're there just bad because they don't care, then it's great. No, often the offense doesn't care. For sure. So, I the George Pickens stuff is so fucking crazy to me, right? And uh, you mentioned in a podcast, I think, two weeks ago, right, where somehow those dealers keep finding they're really good at finding very talented, very batshit crazy, with the exception of Heinz Ward, yeah, like, wide receivers. They make them like work nuts. for like five years, and then they have to jettison them off into fucking space. Yeah, George Pickens yeah, is I, doing it like three years early, though. It yeah, is mind-boggling. He's doing the speed run. He's he's speed running. I thought Claypool was speed running. I mean, Claypool had he, like, yeah, he he had a great work lift, man. And then he had an okay second year. I mean, he was pretty dog shit, but he wasn't like nuts his second year. But then we see what Claypool is. And he's he he's done. Like he's not playing. Um, what in a way is almost a testament to the way the Steelers have been able to really run their receiver room in a good way, right? And again, I'm not excusing George Pickens or anything like that, but Juju. Chase Claypool, <clears throat> great as Steelers. They leave, garbage. Awful. Their attitudes get worse. Their performance goes downhill. It's the, Why I think George Pickens is so fascinating is, for the most part, Mike Tomlin and that coaching staff were able to keep those AB, they were to keep all those guys in line enough to be productive, and they can't seem to do it with George Pickens. And I understand, to your point, this offense is bottom Bottom six in the league. It has been bad. Inconsistent quarterback play. That's tough on any wide receiver. But they've always found a way to reel that stuff in. And they just seem to camp with George Pickens. I would actually be surprised now. Who knows what happens to the coaching staff? I think if you lose out or you lose two of your next three, I, 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 I do think Tomlin's gone as much as I think he's a fantastic coach. At some God. point in time, every, I, co- every he coach is a runs. fantastic coach. Yeah, but it's it's it's. um. At, yeah, it's at some point in time you just can't like if your locker room's not there or or, or, or not buying in or whatever it is like just have to move on. Um, Every coach yeah. runs out of time, right? Hey, yeah. I was advocating a couple weeks ago that Belichick needs to go. Yeah, so I can't yeah. sit here and defend Tomlin. Tomlin hasn't even had the level of success Belichick has. He's well, been very very yeah. good. It's yeah. been a long time since they've been great though. Yeah, and I think the thing that sucks is like offensive. I'm gonna throw the defense out with the exception of. Still drafting Terrell Edmonds number one in 2018 is a tough look because he's not very good uh, at safety. The, and- the only thing you can say there, and again, you have to look back to context. 2018, five years ago, you're a very different place as a franchise and organization. Sure. Yeah, and I'm just saying. Team, off, but offensively, I, I though, if you look at our offensive picks, like in the last since 2017, I'd say, like most of those offensive picks have not like really panned out you've had you've gotten good years out of those guys but um to like what level like juju smith schuster had one fantastic year and then was average and then below average before he left claypool had half of a good year it just so happens the first half of his good year was really fucking good and then he fell off the cliff um pickens had uh i'd say one good year. He had a pretty good year last year. It's tough to say his offense was terrible. He had a rookie quarterback too, so that doesn't it, help him. Um, Pickens showed promise as a rookie. Yeah, I, 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 I think when you talk about, I think what's what's disappointing about Pickens this year is all the promise and growth he's shown has dropped off because the quarterback play isn't there. And then you combine, and which is 
which could be excusable if it was just his on-field performance with inconsistent quarterbacks. But then you take into his attitude and his yeah. lack of accountability, and you have to say, is this is it a bad year or is this who is this guy is? And with the off-season issues he had with running his yeah. mouth, like it, it it's, yeah, it's, that, it's who he is. Yeah. Yeah. And the Steelers don't tolerate that stuff. Right. And they're tolerating it this year because they almost have to. Um, so it's going to well, be interesting to see what they do. They they've tolerated. Um, Antonio Brown towards and but the difference, the difference was the production was so much better for Antonio Brown. Like you kind of take the it's the same thing with Le'Veon Bell. Like he was kind of a he ran his fucking mouth, too. But every time he touched the ball. He was absolutely electric, and those teams were much better. But the difference, the difference being Pickens, like kind of, he's almost done everything he can to say, I don't want to play here without saying, I don't want to play here. So I agree with you. I will say, though, both those players you mentioned were not happy exits. They left that organization and were pushed away from the organization because the organization said enough is enough. And, yeah, it, right. and, and, and I guess why I think Pittsburgh fans rightly in a way hold their organization to a higher standard is that they did it before almost every other organization would have. Yeah. Did they put up with a lot from AB? Yes. But they pulled the trigger faster than 30 out of 32 teams in the league would have. They did the same thing with Le'Veon Bell. They didn't tolerate his contract holdout. They didn't tolerate him wanting more money. Go have fun in Arizona, and then you'll get. Then his career sucked ass, right? They, Who's they, the Jets? Did you go to the Jets first? He ended up he at the, the Jets first. Jets first. Okay, I, yeah, I, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting to see what happens there. I, I, yeah, and, I just and we give you thing. a shit. I but for how this is all new to you, and you have to adjust to different expectations. I do. I'm not going to say I feel sorry to you because I'm, I'm not. I'm yeah, not going to do sorry. that. But, yeah, but I, I do. I do understand how you feel of just like the frustration of sympathize. I don't know what, yeah, I can say yeah. that with, with not knowing what your organization is going to do. And you don't know what they should do because what they should do is blow it all up. But they literally can't because that's not how you do things. Well, unless you're yeah, the yeah. And there's a the thing like they're they're not going to go 500 this year uh, unless they can beat the Seahawks, which is in Seattle, and that's going to be a tough, tough sell. But they got the Bengals this Saturday. Probably going to lose that one. Um, mostly just Brown because has been offense. Good. Yeah, Brownie's been good. Offense can't move the ball. Defense is fucking tired, and the luck's run out. Um, I don't think you beat Seattle in Seattle. Your only chance of getting a win, I think, in the last three games is the Ravens because – I if any if I was a Baltimore Ravens fan and literally any one of my starters played against the Steelers in week 18 I'd be so mad or weeks like there's no way any starter plays that game on week and and the last the last on January 7th like it's Steelers in Baltimore against a bunch of second stringers probably going to lose that too because Mason Rudolph's going to be the quarterback yeah, so. it, it, they're sitting eleven three right now. If they if they're if they're playing Lamar in that game, something's going drastically wrong. The other two games, and they have to play him for for some. Well, they're, they're already clinched, right? right? Yeah, yeah. They, well, they for some oh. if they were to play some home field advantage game, whatever. But well, sure. Yeah. It, speaking of Lamar, let's pivot a little bit and talk about we've caught, we've already alluded to it. The MVP race uh, this year in the NFL is, I think it. Is arguably, I don't want to say the most boring. I'm going to say the most interesting MVP race because there's no clear cut quarterback. 
it's there's no Patrick Mahomes, there's no Tom Brady, there's no Peyton Manning standing there at the top of the pile of quarterbacks we always vote for and say, look at me, I'm the best. You have the potential for Brock Purdy, we just Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, Josh Allen are all potential guys, but I don't think any of them have a case compared to like a Tyreek Hill. There's also defensive considerations. Do you look at what like Miles Garrett has done? I don't think he's he's had done quite enough, but do you look at somebody like that? What do you guys think about this year's MVP race? Do you guys have a favorite or who you think should be the MVP so far? Obviously, knowing that there's still three games left. Cross. We have a we have a fifth member of the of the podcast yeah. joining us, Crosby. Grayson's I, uh, wonderful Australian cattle dog hanging out. So bark bark. Here's the thing. Cowboys are in the playoffs. Like I it's going to be Dak in my opinion. Um I don't think it necessarily mm. should be, but you just I feel like I feel like the NFL is des- desperate desperate to give some accolade to a cowboy after how many years of the cowboys not being able to do what the cowboys are supposed to do every single time they play right they're supposed to win a world world series jesus a super bowl because they're the best team in the world right they're the nation's team they're the dallas cowboys the dallas fucking cowboys i hate that I do, me Fucking, too. But oh God. dude, it's that's why I'm saying it like I the way I look at it right now, if they beat Miami, they go on, you know, a little run here and then rest in these next two weeks and the rest in the last week of the year, I bet you it's Dak. Because they're not gonna give it they're not gonna give it to to in my personal opinion, I think Christian McCaffrey is the guy. Um because you look at the 49ers and Brock has done fantastic, but Brock suffers from the weapons, I think. They have so many weapons on the team. I, I don't know how they're going to look at Brock Purdy and say, oh, he's the MVP. I think he's playing yeah. an MVP caliber. But it, I, I, think he gets, I think he's hurt because of who else is on his team. But to that point, Christian McCaffrey, week in and week out, is like the dude that is the biggest game changer, in my opinion. Um, I know Tyreek is there too. Um, but if you just look at what Christian McCaffrey does to offenses – I'm sorry, the defenses and what he does for that offense. I think it's, I would vote for Christian McCaffrey if I so, had a vote. But my only counter to that is I think your argument against Brock Purdy also hurts against Christian McCaffrey. I, 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 I don't know how, if you're going to dock Brock Purdy for having weapons and Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk and Christian McCaffrey and George Kittle, I think you have to dock Christian McCaffrey and say, well, yeah, but Brock Purdy can throw the ball to four other players and look really good if Christian McCaffrey has an off day. Not to be fair, Christian McCaffrey doesn't really ever have an off day. I think, that's, say, I think but, that's, that's the point, though, is that Christian McCaffrey doesn't really have an off day. So even with but, all those weapons, he still is the the star of the show, whereas you can like Brock is not the star of the show, right? I, I don't disagree with you. I do think Brock Purdy. So, so um, I do think Brock Purdy, this is what's crazy to me about Brock Purdy. Okay. If Brock Purdy is a second, third, fourth, fifth, maybe even a sixth round pick. I think he's talked about differently. And I think everyone is praising how crazy this run is. And people are going to say, is he the next not if I don't think he is, but oh, is he sure. next Tom Brady? I think what kills him a little bit is he is so he is Mr. Irrelevant. He's the last pick of the draft. I think that actually almost hurts him where everyone says, oh, well, it's great, but it won't won't last. 
if he's a fifth round pick and does this, people saying, oh, they found a gem. They got a diamond in the rough. The scouting reporters were all wrong. They did, the Niners did a great job because he's Mr. Irrelevant. Everyone says, well, they just they just grabbed a guy. They figured yeah. it, and I, I legitimately think that almost hurts him. Now, I say that looking at the fan duel odds here. Brock Purdy is negative 200 and he leads the field, right? Leads the field. Your boy, Christian McCaffrey, is plus 1,200 right now. There are four quarterbacks leading the MVP odds race. It's Brock Purdy at negative 200, Lamar at plus 500, Josh Allen at plus 800, and Dak at plus 900. I actually agree. I think with your point about Dak, I think they would love to find a way to get the Cowboys a little bit of love. But the person is, there's two people that are most interesting to me. Number one is Lamar Jackson. The Ravens are 11 and three. Lamar's having a very good year in a year where Josh Allen has regressed, where Patrick Mahomes has regressed. Patrick Mahomes, by the way, plus 2000. Lamar, his state consistent. Is he having that MVP caliber year that he did a couple years ago? No, but he's playing pretty goddamn fucking good. Better yeah. in my in my opinion than Brock Purdy has. And he's oh, leading a yeah. team with fewer receiving weapons, fewer running yeah. weapons. Yeah, he's it's- doing more with less. And he's winning what everyone can say. He's winning a division that is competitive. I, and again, you can say what you want about the Steelers offense, the Steelers defense, and the Browns, and they're up and there are four different quarterbacks, and the Bengals out, Joe Burrow. All four of those teams are playing competitive football right now, and you can't say that for every other team in the Niners division. You just can't. Yeah, I, I don't know if the Steelers are playing competitive. Here's the thing. Um, yeah, they're, is, they're, they're 500, so they're not yeah, losing. They're, 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 not, they're, they're not, yeah. Um, they will be negative. Um, here's the thing: is the MVP though? Like, I love this question. Do you guys think the MVP is what it should be—the most valuable player, or is it the most popular player? Is it the MPP? Well, I think it's. I think the most there? valuable players does LeBron have, and that is the answer. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. So that's that's why I'm saying Dak Prescott is because. I'm looking at it as isn't popular though. The Cowboys are popular. No, He's not. Yeah, right. Well, exactly. But he that's the the guy on the Cowboys. So the way the way I look at this is and across all sports. So I think Brock Purdy's going to win because because Vegas doesn't lose generally speaking. Mm, like I think Vegas point. is not going to lose. Yeah, good point. And, the money is always like he's 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 going to win it. He's the story um regardless of who his weapons are, I think he's I think he's going to win it. I mean, he's minus 200, the overwhelming favorite who's number 2 plus 500 like it's Lamar at 500. That's yeah. he's the overwhelming favorite right now to win. That's so great point. Vegas especially this late in the season have those odds. going to win. Yeah. I I think that these awards MVP drives me nuts because it's like, what are you, what are you looking for? And you, when you guys think about it, who, who do you guys think is the best player in football? Well, so real quick, that's not the award. Well, no, (laughs) it's not. I think what's also changed, right. Is the MVP is so heavily weighted towards quarterback because the quarterback position in the past 20 years has grown from a, the most important in football to mm, the only position that matters if you want to win, you got to have a you got to have a good, a almost borderline great quarterback to win nowadays, right? Um, and I think 
that has shifted the MVP right. What's the last time a non-quarterback won? It's something like was like nine, nine years, something like that. It's it, it's almost a decade, yeah. or if it's not, it might be more, right? To that point, what's interesting, there are two non-quarterbacks on the on and I'm looking at the FanDuel odds on this list. Tyreek Hill at plus twenty five hundred and a defensive player in Micah Parsons at plus twenty thousand. That well, is Chris McCaffrey twelve hundred. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, I apologize. Yeah. There are three. Mr. Yeah, we I, we talked about. I was looking at the other two. I apologize. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey, twelve hundred. Tyreek at twenty five, and Mika Parsons at plus twelve uh, twenty thousand. The fact that they're even there, I it tells you how weird this MVP class is. Right. Yeah. Last year there was not a single non QB on this list for Vandal. Not a single yeah. one. Well, and to Grayson's question, like who's the best player in in the NFL? Like I would say, depending on how you look at it. Uh, all you have to do is look at Miles Garrett dancing across from a nose tackle to tell you how good that motherfucker is. Oof, like I, he's legitimately mm. one of the best players, if not the guy who's at the top of his game right now in the NFL. But he'll never win an MVP. Like I think he's the clear cut winner for Depoy. He might not even win that this year. So it's clearly, it's, it's clearly a popularity game. Uh, okay, I well, listen. I love the Miles Garrett love. I, I'm going to go ahead and say, if you talk about the best player of the game, I I, I don't know how you're still not saying Patrick Mahomes. I, this I year, he, this he, year, you're, you're saying in the game, the best player in the game this year. This year, okay. Yeah, well, you're, you're, you're not taking career into account this Dude. year. No, no, no. That's what I'm it, talking about. This, okay, this, just, just, yeah, just this year. Now I'm talking about like the yeah. best overall player. No, 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 no. Okay, all right. This just year, this I still year. Don't, I still don't think it's Miles Garrett. As much as I want it to be, I still don't think it is. Well, I mean, it's it's and I, I, yeah, I think your first pick was right. I think it's CMC. Yeah, I mean, really, what there needs to be is offensive MVP and defensive MVP. Yeah, not player of the year. I agree. There needs to be that. It needs because it's not. I mean. Uh, what's his name? Won it. Um, I mean, uh, a defensive players. I mean, I'm sure has never won it, right? Like maybe in like the fucking seventies or something. I don't know. But either way, it needs to be an offensive and a defensive MVP. Um, I think that you know what w- what everyone ends up pointing to is who's you know if there's not a if there's not like a Pat Mahomes year that they're throwing 55 touchdowns, um, yeah. like a statistical anomaly type season. Um, those usually like if there's a quarterback th- you, with a statistical outlier of a season, uh, like so far above and beyond everyone else, they will, you know, they'll win it. Um, but you know, oftentimes they're also the best teams, but like who's the best player on the best team. Right. Mm. Like that's what, that's what a lot of people will end up saying sure. is that's another who, way to look at it. Yeah. Who is the, who's the best player on the best team? And like, it, you know, <clears throat> I mean, right now, if the, if, and, and the thing is, is we have three more games left. Um, things can happen in those three games, you know, like if, if like, as of right now, um, I think my MVP, you know, it's, it's not a, it's not a crazy pick is, is Brock Purdy. Um, and I think that the, the weapons, I, 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 I mean, okay. So like these weapons are not, I mean, CMC is, is fairly new cause he got there last year, but they have always had an insane rushing attack. That's the, the, uh, Kyle Shanahan 
you know, rushing genius somehow. Like, you know, he he does crazy things with his with his players. Um they had Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, you know, he was he had a lot of those weapons. He had Kittle, he had Debo, he had Ayuk for a few years, maybe one or two years. Um they drafted, they traded everything. This is everyone forgets. Not only is this Mr. Relevant, but they traded everything to get Trey Lance. That's yeah. a great point. He they did everything in their power to get Trey Lance. And he was so bad that they, they he did he didn't last his rookie contract. That's like unheard of. Last two years. Like, they traded him after the second year. It's crazy. Like you can't like he couldn't start. The the games that they played him in, he was he was god awful. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and the injury sucks, but like they clearly saw something in the offseason they were like, This is not worth it. I mean, he yeah. It's it's you know, we weren't there for those, you know, um uh, mini camps and stuff like that, but he like Brock Purdy came in with those same weapons that Trey Lance had that, um, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo had and he, you know, he's the solution. Yeah. He is the answer for them. Uh, sitting at 11 and three over there. Now, if they go one and two, over these last few games, Dak looks amazing. Maybe they are first in the NFC. You know, if if Dallas ends up somehow being first in the NFC, I don't. I, I'm not even looking at the schedule. I don't know what it's like. I'm not saying that it's going to happen. But the the way that I see it, it's either going to be you know whoever's at the top. It's either going to be Baltimore or Miami at the top of the of the AFC. It's likely going to be San Fran or Dallas, the top of the NFC. Um, it's 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 you know, and statistically speaking, uh, Tua is not going to be like Tua for the Dolphins is not really an option, which is kind of yeah. I mean I don't I, I yeah I don't Tyreek so would be cool. Tyreek would be really cool, but I, I I would think it would be amazing for hey for uh, Mr. Irrelevant to win MVP. Like yeah, I want I that. Yeah. I'm, I'm I want that so bad. I think it's an awesome story. I, I, it is. It, it, it honestly, I mean, it, it it as as far as like the draft goes in professional sports, it's it's the coolest. I think yeah. for what it's worth, the last non quarterback to win was Adrian Peterson in 2012. Mm-hmm. 12 years ago. And LT won the it last, too. Yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah, and so did Sean Alexander the year before, prior to that, actually. Oh, my God. Yeah. Sean Alexander is very slept on. He's a great running back, by the way. The last um, defensive player to win it, I, I, I do not think a defensive player is going to win it this year, nor nor should they this year. No, I don't think there are, I don't think another defensive player will ever win it. For sure, which well, is why the, the last a, one, anyways. the last one to win it was in 1986 with Lawrence Taylor, mm, who okay. was the one. <laughs> Probably the funny coach, enough, right? Yeah. Since we're there, six years prior to that, in 1980, the Cleveland Browns had their very own Brian Sipe as the MVP. Hey. So if you do the math, and if, you, and if you if you if you do the calculus, which we've all yeah. done, oh, we've yeah. all um, done that. You we are on the five. track. 
I did, which means Miles Garrett is going to win MVP and Defensive Player of the Year. Lock it statue in. Statue being built currently. That, right now. It's a house. And his odds, it's, it's, it's got to be like really good odds. So sure. let's put a dollar on and we'll all buy houses. So, so really quickly, we we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go, uh, we'll move on here in a second. But uh, Brock Purdy is negative 200. You can get plus 150 if you take the field, which uh, to Grayson's point tells you all you need to know about what Vegas thinks who's going to win. Um, leading the uh, offensive player of the year is CMC at negative 170. I am mildly surprised at um, how close it is. I thought, Ty, I, I do think, I'm not going to lie, I think Tyreek has been fantastic this year, and I think he should. There's a giant argument you could make for him being the best offensive player this year. I personally kind of love the idea of it. I think he's been electric, but I don't have a problem with CMC uh, winning that. Uh, Let me take a look really quickly. Uh, I do not like where the defensive player sits. It's it's Michael Parsons at plus 125. Mal Garrett's only plus 140. I know Parsons has had a great year. It's numbers, man. It's but numbers, it, and and it's all it is. Miles it, it, Miles Garrett does so many things. So it's so, it's so weird. Don't show up. When, when you look at the MVP, it's not always numbers, and then when you look at the yeah. offensive player of the year and the defensive player of the year, it's what it comes down. It's, to. Great it's entirely numbers. Yeah, hundred percent numbers. Yeah. It, what I am also surprised about is the is the you talk about numbers. PJ Watt has better numbers than Miles Garrett. Over like two hundred more snaps, by the way. That's part of it, but. Plus 432 Miles Garrett's plus 140. I am surprised at the gap there because your point about recency numbers. Recency bias, I, I think. I well, think there's recency bias in Vegas. I, well, so I think right now the trend of Miles Garrett is going up. Now, TGY had a monster game last year or last last week. But what? <laughs> you're right Sorry. There. No, you're <laughs> just looked at the odds for fucking CJ Stroud. Oh, negative. By the way, yeah, I was that. Negative six thousand for rookie of the year. Negative six thousand. By the way, can throw four picks a game. Puka Nakua, who is having an electric year, is plus twenty three hundred. My goodness, it's insane. All right, I didn't mean to derail that. I just saw the minus six thousand. I was like, my god. The defensive player of the year is 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 Jalen Carter, and again, well, also, he's negative six thousand. Yeah, also, very very clearly there. Um, there is really quickly one thing that I will say just still baffles my mind when we're talking about the MVP. How in the fuck is Jalen Hurts even in this conversation? At plus three thousand, right? So um, his team's that's good. just yeah, my opinion. Uh, exactly right. His team's good. Um, yeah. But speaking of good teams, um, let's really quickly jump to a couple things uh, related to the NBA and our beloved Cavaliers. So uh, uh, Evan Mobley, Darius Garland, both out multiple weeks. Evan Mobley is trending, I think, six to eight weeks with his arthroscopic knee. Garland's trending around four weeks. Um, they're going to be going well into January, not playing for this team. Uh, was reported today, December 20th, the Cavs and Rookie Rubio are having discussions about parting ways regarding his contract to open up his roster spot because the Cavs are shorthanded and they'd like to sign somebody. Um, that being said, we'll kind of make this a little quick, but um, we're sitting, I have to look and see exactly that, but we're sitting in the mid-30s games. The Cavs did win tonight. They're a little over 500. Sam Merrill, baby. Eight three-pointers. Oh Sam, Sam Merrill is, is, is growing great. Two not, what I was gonna have, not what I was going to bring up. Um, because I don't All think right, Sam, I, I, I love it, Sam Merrill. I Two don't, career yeah, high games in a row, man. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, That's considering, considering it, you know, he's 
he's barely played. I, I, <laughs> yeah, you kind of have to have career games when he's barely played up until now. Sure, when your baseline um, is zero. Yeah, there's only one way to go, and that's up. 19 and then 20. What did he get? 27? Yeah, 27 and I with eight threes. Yep. Shit, man. There's so many yeah, players that don't in, gonna make, pick him up in make it to that point. That's true. Um, but what, what I want to talk to you guys about, though, is what the Cavs do. By the time we get Garland and Mobley back, we're going to be getting about a month away from the trade deadline. And this Cavs team right now is sitting, like I said, slightly above 500 in a relatively competitive East and where they have looked non-competitive against some of the top teams. Boston, the two games against Boston, they looked like garbage. Um, they, let me phrase it. They look like garbage. They look like they were playing good basketball, and the but the Boston Celtics were in another league against them so what do you guys do as we get close to the trade deadline with your top two out of your three scores uh coming off serious injuries what do you do with donovan mitchell and what do you guys think the ceiling is with this team as constructed and if you don't trade mitchell you keep him do do you make a trade and and if so like what i know that's a loaded question but i think the Cavs have a very they're at a very serious crux in their season yeah. they have to make some very big decisions that are going to impact not just this year but the next couple couple quick stats um 16 and 12 6 and 4 in the last 10 so they are playing pretty much what their record says um five games out of first in the east sitting at sixth sixth and the sixth in the east magic are a little bit of an anomaly but we expected to be around the four or five spot yeah the, and, and the magic playoffs, has played the playoffs magic started where, where, where are we i can we're sixth. We're sixth. So, so oh, we're, we're in. Sorry, I was, we're in. I wasn't, wasn't listening. Yep. Yeah. No, you're good. You're good. Um, <laughs> yeah. Thanks, dude. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> Kyle. I know you're going to be as opinionated on this and Gray as, as as you are as well as I am. Like, if if they went, if these injuries tank them, maybe you look for a trade. But I don't see any way they get any trade done or even, I mean, I guess if there's an offer, they can't refuse, but they're just, they're not going to trade. Um, they're just not going to do it. No, I mean, it's, it, you, you can't, I don't know. There is so, okay. If you were looking for a trade for Mitchell, do you want a return of picks or do you want a player? Right. And you're, I think you're almost guaranteed. And I think to the get, answer, sorry, go ahead, Jason. The, you, no, think I think you're guaranteed you, to get picks. Yeah. You know, I, I, I you, think that picks and picks and some role players. That's it. Right. I mean, you, if you want to, if you're going to, if he's going to go to a contender and they want to trade picks, those picks are not going to be very good. If you want to go, you know, if you want to trade, if you want to get a player, you got to have a really, really, really good player. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and you have that's to on a good contract. That's on a yeah, good contract is the key. The only way you get a good player with a good contract is if you trade him and he guarant he guarantees a, like a sign and trade, right? He signs an extension or something. Like Right. And and it's what, like what, it's, what low level team's gonna take him and give us a good player for a year? None. Like, yeah, exactly. So it's it's just it just doesn't really make sense. I think that uh, when the Cavs made their move, they knew what they were getting themselves into, the potential of him leaving. You know, I, I get it. You know, nobody wants to just walk away with nothing. But at the same time, um, Mitchell is like 
you know, I, I top 15, top 20 player. I don't know off. I've have not thought hard about that, but you know, uh, he is, you know, one of those top players and you kind of have a commitment to him. I, I mean, he like, sure. We lost two all-star or, you know, an all-star and a, you know, an up and coming all-star defensive, you know, whatever you want to call him. Um, we still have Mitchell like he can win you games like by himself. I know it's been he's he's honestly had the last I don't know. He's he's incredible to watch. <laughs> I just love watching him. I haven't I, I've I've really enjoyed watching him ever since we, we did pick him up because I had not watched him very much in Utah. I thought, you know, anyways, um, I won't go too much into that, but you you have to hope that Mitchell carries you. You have to rely on hopefully maybe some of these um, Sam Barrel types. Yeah, up. these these uh, these these younger guys. I mean, Craig Porter um, has looked like an NBA caliber player. Um, Sam Merrill has been, I mean, an absolutely lights out elite shooter. Um. You just have to, you know, you're going to have to ride it out. There's nothing else really that you can do. I mean, you, if you, you can't, I mean, you know, if you want to maybe, I know um, there's a lot of teams that are looking at Allen. Um, if you want to get maybe try to get a little more offense. So, but Allen had like, I mean, of all our starters tonight, Allen was, was the leader. Um, Mitchell was out, but um, still, you know, it's, it's, uh, I don't know, man. So, go ahead, you know, go I, ahead, Joe. It, so, yeah, so I was going to say, so if you guys are convinced for right now, you need to keep Mitchell during the season. Right. And again, I don't overall disagree with that. The only, my only number one concern is in what is your ceiling with this team as it currently sits. Injuries are, are kind of muddling, muddling, muddling it up. And I don't know if your ceiling is any better than you were last year with first round exit. Um, that requires some changes, and I think, to your point, I think they probably have to happen in the offseason. Um, I am not – I do not really love the idea of trading Jared Allen. I think you have – I think, number one, you're never going to get the return. That, you're never going to get value on his return. You're not going to get enough back to warrant trading away. Your second highest rebounder, and also, he's your top six in points. He, he, he The only person who rebounds more is Evan Mobley, and what bothers me about this team – no one else. Donovan Mitchell is your third highest rebounder. Who do you fill that void with? Or if you're trading no. a guy to offense, that's great. That, that mm -hmm. means if you want to attack a guy, if you want to tr look and find a guy who's a power forward or some kind of forward combo that, it, 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 that can score and rebound, you're not going to get him for Jared Allen. That's going to be too valuable of a player. Right. So I don't really know. I, I again, I don't want to say J trading Jared Allen's a non-starter to me, but it's almost like you're never going to. To your guys' point, you're never getting enough for Donovan Mitchell. Well, you're never getting enough for Jared Allen. Right. What bothers me about this team this year is they they excelled at being a defensive stalwart team and then scoring big points from a couple players when they needed it most. And we, it rode them through the, the regular season, but it burned them in the playoffs. This year, they're playing a little more balanced ball, um, partly because they've had to because of injuries. Donovan Mitchell's been injured. Garland's been injured multiple times. Now Mobley's out, right? You've had a lot of guys who just haven't. Karis Levert was hurt for a while. You have a lot of guys who have not played 
the right amount of game. We've not played enough games, right? They, we've had very a, inconsistent a, a, with the it, with those games. Yeah, well, yeah, very inconsistent with the lineups, right? So yeah. maybe they haven't found their stride. And again, I'm you're you're a quarter over a quarter of the way in the season. I'm not hitting the the panic button yet because to your point, we are sixth. But I look at where we're at, a little over five hundred, and yeah, we are trending. We're six and four in our past ten, but six and four is one game over five hundred. So. I, 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 I'm, I'm what bothers me about the team when I watch them is that I see the effort. I see us caring. I don't see players taking games off. And that's where you're at. You're at a little over 500. You're at six in the East. And if we look at the standings, the most disappointing team on that list, by the way, we're we're at the same points percentage as the Miami Heat and the Miami Heat were looking to be significantly higher. Big run last year. Jimmy Butler, like they're they're looking to make big, big runs and they're worse than we are with not nearly as many injuries. So or when I say worse, they're on the same playing field as we are and with not nearly as many injuries. But they're getting yeah. guys back too right now. Like Tyler Harrow <laughs> just came back. He's been gone for a month. Like exact exactly. So are you really going to be better than Miami for a while? I don't think so. I think Miami has a chance to outpace you the second half of the season. Um, you should be better than the Pacers, but are you? We're only one game better than the Pacers right now. Or I'm sorry, we're, yeah, yeah, we're one game better than the Pacers right now. Like, it, you should be way better than and the Pacers right now. Right now, it, these injuries, these injuries suck. Can, yeah. can you go back to the other screen that we're looking at, Joe? I'm sorry with the yeah. with our player stats. Thanks. I they're they're absolutely awful, and I I don't know what you would trade like. I guess Jared Allen's probably the most enticing piece if you look at the roster for a trade, right? I, I like I, I, outside of um, Donovan because I, I I don't I don't know. It, it kind of depends on what. Um, uh, God, I almost said Andrew Barry and Sashi Brown, and they're both wrong. Wow, uh, Kobe Altman, Kobe Altman, think of uh, well of, of, of <laughs> the Cavs and and where, and where they're sorry. I've got a toddler. All right, everybody, everybody that's listening, fuck off. All of our millions of <laughs> listeners, right? My brain's a, it's like soup. Um, so I always look at, you know, if you, if you are to trade Jared Allen, then like, what are you trying to replace? You're trying to replace what almost 13 points and eight rebounds a game, and can you, can you do that? And 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 does Evan Mobley pick up some of his slack if he slides over to center? He gets more minutes there. Maybe I, 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 I don't, I don't know. Like I didn't, I didn't have like a, an awesome, like, yeah. Report to that. Well, but I like, mean, the, I, I, a lot of times I think you can, it's just like, what are you going to get in return at this point? I, I don't know what you get for him right now. That's going to help this team because I don't think that we're even at full strength. I don't think this is a real contender of a team. I think the moves that we made in the off season were not enough to get us over the hump. And I, I just, you know, at this point, I think Jared Allen is what he is. He's a great defender. He'll get you some cleanup points um, and rebound well and get you some sneaky assists. I think Donovan is fantastic. I think Evan Mobley is not quite there offensively with where, but but also maybe that's because he's playing his role. We don't we don't know. I so I, I made. I don't. They're not there. 
At the beginning of the year, Evan Mobley was like my, my, one of my areas of concerns. Well, is he going to take a step forward? I think we needed him to take a step forward. And I actually think we have seen him take an offensive step forward. But I think you're I absolutely agree. right. When Donovan, when the offense runs through Donovan, when Donovan was not healthy and he was missing a couple games and then Garland was missing a couple games, Evan Mobley looked like you could run things through him. It was a little up and down at times because he hadn't ever really done that, but he had a couple monster games. He showed a poise that I don't think you've seen out of him when you've got two guards leading the way. And even Garland doesn't look the same when Mitchell's running the offense through him, right? You said at one point in time, when Mitchell was hurt and we saw that ball movement because no one was running the offense the same way every time, it was almost like, oh, Interesting when you don't have a, as ball dominant of a, of a player, but Donovan Mitchell's so special. He's so good off the ball. He's so good on the ball. He he does everything very very well. He your team is better with him. Um, I think if you were to get rid of Allen, the other thing is to you were say, oh, does Mobley slide over to center? He could, and I think he could get some good minutes there. Maybe he does increase your rebounds. I think your points go down with him. So if you trade Allen to get a points to get a point guy. And Mobley's points have to go down because he's playing center and he has to play more boxing out and he's going to get beat the shit out of by like guys like Mitchell Robinson and the Knicks. So Mitchell Robinson's hurt, but his points are going to go down. Then you just negated what you just traded away. You're now forcing a guy to play slightly out of position to do more defensively. I think at that point it's on JB. Like you're, you have to change your offense at that point. I don't think that's the answer. But I do think that, you know, you know, it is that that part of it is what is. And I'm also not saying like I I do think that Evan has taken steps forward, but I don't. I don't know. For some reason, the way this team is constructed, he is not this year today is not. Our Steph Curry, that's going to lead us to a, a championship, you know what I mean? Like he's not. That's an extreme example, I understand, but I don't know. The, the, this team's just not not there yet. No matter what position he's playing, no matter whether or not we're, we're just we're just we're just not there yet. Yeah, I think yeah. the ceiling is first round exit. Unfortunately, the way that this is built up, um, I think we're talented enough to get to the playoffs. Especially, I mean, yeah, the East is the East is is looking pretty good. Um, Probably about until eleventh, twelfth place. Um, yeah, I mean maybe the Bulls and the Raptors. Uh, the way that they're playing is a little bit of a stretch. Maybe even the Hawks, but all the way down to the Nets and ninth. I mean, it's it's pretty close. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that's the thing, right? Is is just this is not this is not a team that's set up in in my opinion. Thirty games in, to that looks like it's gonna go. It's going to go places, um, even when those guys come back. Right now, my opinion could change if they if they play really well with these role players, and then the stars come back, and the role players keep that energy up. You know, maybe, maybe they're you know fifth, sixth place, fifth or fourth place in in the East. But do I really feel confident they're going to be able to go into seven game series against the Celtics, Bucks, or Seventy Sixers? I don't think so. Um, even the Knicks, the Knicks will be a tough out again. So will the Heat. Uh, even the Pacers. So, um, yeah, I think the Magic are playing way above where where they'll end up being. But maybe maybe they just have a good roster and a good chemistry and a, and a, and a good base. So, yeah, it's um, I just the way that they're playing right now and, and being in the playoff race and and the return on investment you can get from any trades. 
I just don't see what they can do. Yep. Uh, it, it's going to be interesting. Uh, a, at the end of the day, they're still a fun team to watch. I, I think a little, we sound sure. very negative. They've been a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, sure. Um, sure. And, I, and I'm a big Jared Allen fan, so I, I do want to talk about this one proposed trade proposal that was brought up on Twitter, and it's going to take us into our next topic. Someone proposed, hey, what if you uh, – the team needs to be tougher and you need to be grittier. Trade Jared Allen for Draymond Green, um, which, by the way, I – we all hate Draymond Green. Fuck you, Draymond Green. There's instead of fuck you, Jason, it's fuck you, Draymond today. Um, what did you see that? There was a Twitter. It was, it, it was a random person on Twitter, on, oh, on Cavs Twitter, that somehow was getting like, you know, people liking and retweeting, and I, I literally commented, I was like, no way in hell am I trading for an aging vet who can't stand the court, not because he's injured, but because he's a fucking moron. Which takes us to the most moronic thing Draymond Green has arguably ever done in his long career of Draymond things. He's now suspended for. I don't What is his final Indefinitely. Just, indefinitely. He, I yeah. know he has to go to therapy now for like basically fucking punching someone in the face again. Um, so I just want to mention the rest Green's of us. Yeah. Join the rest of us. Um, and he's again, whining, you know, complaining about it. One other thing, NBA related, I'm going to ask you guys a very quick question. And then we're going to go on to our wonderful game here at the end of the pod. Um, the Lakers won the in-season tournament and they, the other night raised a championship banner for the in-season tournament. So I want what do you guys think about raising banners for general achievements? I understand the in-season tournament's new and it isn't considered a tournament when it's a, it's a championship. What do you guys feel about raising banners that are not for league championships and like retired player numbers? A lot of Lakers you, fans um, were very unhappy because they view banners for Larry O'Brien's retired players. Everything else is unacceptable because we only want the best. I first off, um, as far as I understand it, the banner is is going to be one single banner. And then if they do win multiple in-season tournaments, it is going to be added to that same banner. I did not realize that. I actually like that a lot more. Which. But almost like a division, I don't know how you, you don't like that. You know, like yeah, I, I don't know how you don't how you're not a fan of that. Like I know it's not, uh, you know, championship. You know, say, you know, Lakers fans say that. Oh, well, you just don't. You know, you're just not a winning organization or whatever. You know, I. Well, it's it's not. It's I don't know. It's not that serious. It, it's still an achievement, right? It's still <laughs> an know, achievement right. that your team did. Um, so, you know, I think a lot of this comes down to the fact that the Lakers are, I don't know if they're the only team, so I don't want to make that general statement. I haven't done enough research, but they don't hang uh, division or com- I'm sorry, not conference or division banners. Right. So that uh, yeah, I don't fan know. base, that fan base is, I don't know if the Lakers do, but I think the Cavs they, have the, the Cavs have. Yeah. But the Lakers, I think don't. a lot of players have, or I think a lot of teams have, yeah. um, yeah. So so from a from a fan mm-hmm. standpoint, I guess that like I guess I can understand if if you've grown up a Lakers fan and you're um you're conditioned to only have banners of your greats and or your world championships hung in the ban- in the rafters, it might seem weird. Um but you flip it you flip it to 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 the Cavs. I mean, you go in the Cavs, they've got uh players conference division and if we won the in-season tournament that'd be up there too right and 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 mm-hmm. i'm sure that that's i'll make the statement i don't know for sure but I, like that's got to be the norm 
right? In, in, in all these stadiums. So if you're, yeah. I guess if you're a Lakers fan and you go to Staples Center and, and or whatever the fuck, Crypto.com Arena or whatever the fuck it's called now. Yeah. Um, like, if you're not used to seeing a banner up there that's not a championship banner, then sure, it's going to be a little bit weird. But like, it's a fucking banner. Like, that's what I'm saying, after, dude. It's not that after fucking that serious. Day, after that day, like, are you gonna are people gonna go look at that banner and be like, I hate it? Like, if that's what you're worried about, uh, <laughs> you know, look no, at it's watch sacred, the product. It's a sacred place. Yeah, only. It's a fucking, I mean, Jesus, it's a canvas, dude. Show it's a canvas me. Yeah, exactly. Shit like, my fucking go. dick. Yeah. Um, and and you know, this is not a Western Conference title. This is. They won, you know. I mean, you know, they went through no, the tournament they, and they won. Yeah. It's it's not like it's not like a a half win. It's not like oh, we won. There's a trophy. The Western Does a trophy Conference come with then, it? Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. They had a trophy. So put the banner up. I I I'm with you guys. I I think part of the uproar is the fact that you know the Lakers, the Yankees, those kind. They have that very like it's championship or nothing mentality because they've always won. That's they're used to all right. And we're a little bit different. Number one, I think it's it, it, there's a little bit less elitism, right? As a Cavs fan, you are happy with what you have. We're happy with you know our championship banner when we were winning those conference titles with LeBron. Like those were important to us. I'm happy with we not being a fucking much, prick. Right? Well, ex- you know what? Yeah, exactly. Let's let's end it How with about that. that. We're happy with not being a bunch of fucking elitist dicks and uh, right. Lakers fans. Wow. Uh, I love that. Um, all right. Speaking Nail. of not, sorry, head, Gray. No, no, <laughs> not. What do you got? I, I was, I was. Nothing else to add. Kyle nailed it on the head. <laughs> uh, <laughs> speaking of being dicks, onto our game. We're gonna whip mountain measure him. No, just kidding, guys. We're going to. <laughs> <laughs> We're Six total win. inches. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We're going. Jason has four of them. <laughs> Shit. Hey, hey, none of you have ever seen my game. I'm going to keep it that way. Um, what our game tonight is is each of us is going to become a commissioner, <laughs> right? That's what the- mean helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> Man, oh, I wish I had more beer for this. Oh, that was hilarious. Oh, my God. Anyway, the reason why I was using dick as a transition is uh, I'm going to pose you guys. We are each going to become the biggest dick in match. We're going to be a commissioner, right? We're going to be a fucking commissioner. And you guys, all of us, are going to propose a rule change to the other three. In whatever sport you want, whatever rule you think you want to change, it's going to be. It could be a new rule, it could be a, a changed rule, it can be removing a rule, and you're going to propose it to the three of us. And the other, you have to pitch the three of us on approving your rule as the commissioner of your sport. And we're going to see who how many rules we can get passed. All right. I, I don't know. I think I'm, we're still shell shocked by the dick comments. I'm no. I'm ready. I got a rule. <laughs> no, no. We're, ready? we're, we're are, are you on, dude. All right. Jason, you're the commissioner on the board. You got to pitch your rule change to three of us, and then we're going to vote yay or nay on whether we approve that new rule. What what league are you doing, and what's the rule? All right, I'm the MLB commissioner. Oh, I've boy, brought this, this up. When he's doing baseball, you know it's going to be good. If you, oh, steal the, if you steal my rule, I'm going to be so fucking pissed. I don't think I'm stealing your rule. I <laughs> highly <laughs> doubt I'm stealing your rule. I brought this up. I think it was just last week with Joe. Um. I have an idea to make MLB exciting. 
That, guys, okay, before you start, can I ask, like, are we allowed to do, like, like release a tiger into the field type rules? Or, like, I guess we would... Our podcast, we, man, okay, I feel okay, like we can do whatever right, the so, fuck we want. It's so close. The spirit of the That's game... That's kind of what I saw okay. coming. And the I, spirit I, of the game was... Well, we would be, have to... We could just, we could just shoot it down. We can choose if we wanted to. First of all, I know for a fact that I will lose the tiger. Put on ice and put a fucking skate on it. Have a flat, squished basketball around the. Man, you're just uh, making up sports here. now. You're just making up sports, oh, dude. Man. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry, Jason. I just wanted to kind of maybe get a little the clarification. The the game was for this to be marginally serious, but yes, if you want to turn right. baseball into like, I want fucking... to make NFL blitz. <laughs> okay, yeah, you can sell us on that. You remember, you yeah. this is you're pitching it as the commissioner okay. to throw. Okay, so, okay, Jason. Yes, please, guys. How fun were the home run races? You guys remember so those, much. right? Like McGuire, Sosa, oh, okay. Bonds. Right. I mean, just just jacking right, fucking balls out of the stadium. I know where this is going to. Gentlemen, as the commissioner of the MLB, I propose you split the league in half. At the end of the year, the top 50% of the, of the league remains the same. But the bottom 50% of the league... As commissioner, I mandate a performance-enhancing drug budget for the bottom 50% of teams so that those teams can juice their little minds out. We're talking pimples. We're talking pimples and little dicks swinging balls 700 fucking yards out of the stadium. I'm talking... 700 yards? Yards, dude. (laughs) I'm talking... I'm talking... HGH, TRT, mm-hmm. trend shakes. Antler I want spray. <laughs> yeah, I want. I want every MLB you player. Want Conan the Barbarian playing baseball. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I want. I want Jose Ramirez to walk in looking like Rich. Uh, what's that fucking bodybuilder that is either dead or alive? RIP if you're dead. Um, Ronnie Coleman. Ronnie Coleman. Uh, I think he's still alive. I want Ronnie I Coleman swinging a bat. Lightweight. Lightweight, baby. Yep. Go on. So my proposal is to make the game of baseball more interesting is to let the teams that are in the body, bottom 50% of the league juice their little minds out. It's up for uh, vote. You know my vote's yes. Kay. Gentlemen, your I'll turn. Oh, that is, that is, man, or, forcing the, and forcing some bottom on people. 50%, right? Of yep. teams, right? Of, of teams. 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 Yep. And you're going to make okay. a budget. They get, they a, get budget, a budget. So you're not making okay. them juice. No, I'm not making them juice, I, but they have okay. a budget. <laughs> okay, real quick. Um, I'm in the obviously as a Cleveland fan, I'm thinking about this. Jason, when you're talking budget, is it league money that's going to the teams, or is it you're forcing part of the team's budget the to team be a percentage to of spend? The, the I think the team has to fucked. spend. The team oh, has okay, to so, spend. so the Dolans are going to literally have no one on the roster except for like. Well, Austin no, there's a, and they're going to give him all the drugs. This part of the revenue. No, no, no. Yeah. Part of the revenue sharing. There's a budget mm-hmm. as part of the revenue share money that has to go to juicing your players. Yeah. Um, so and I keep think... in mind, medical advancements are so far great, greater now than they were back in the day that we can do this safely. Right. They don't they don't even have the pimples and small dicks anymore, I bet. No, no. <laughs> 
They got. Hey, they if you got, do it in a doctor's got, office, it makes it legit, man. That's what, yeah. I'm, that's what I'm saying. So, I think I like mandating steroids. I like that concept. Love it. But I think that maybe if if I were to be allowed to change this, I know I'm going to vote on what your proposal is. Don't get me wrong. No, no, this is an open forum. So we if we keep the basis, but we're allowed to make amendments. Yeah. What if we had like a DH for each okay. team and he was the steroid guy? He one is steroid your guy per team. Yeah, one steroid guy per team, and Boy. you get to watch one guy, Mark McGuire, Sam. You know, all, all the greats, Barry Bond, like you know, all the great juicers. You get to have them. Just you just they it's just get to their job want. is to just walk up there three four times a game and just fucking swing the bat as absolutely hard as possible, and. I'll, I'll uh, let me let you me know. counter that. Let me add on that just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Let's okay. make the DH the catcher and the first baseman. Okay. Oh yeah, we have a three. Right. We have a th- okay. DH catcher so and first baseman. positions for your juicer. Right. 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 Have to be <laughs> one of these three spots. Mm-hmm. Okay. Man, I and I they like can take that. Whatever horse drug they want. Yeah, right? they're allowed to look like. Hmm. Absolute freaks of nature. Andre the Giant swinging a baseball bat. Correct. Yeah. Um, if they're not going to market their players, all, all market in. HGH. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no. All in, please, God. Let's all see right. what the human body can do. All right. So we've let's just just for Joe and Gray, we've decided that the budget for that juicing goes to the DH, the catcher, and the first baseman. I am willing to be swayed that this is a league wide policy i'm still sticking with bottom 50 percent to make it more interesting so uh, go ahead pap i you I, I can see i can see your eyes right now go go ahead. i can see both of you just just the, <laughs> I, I, the baseball fans on. inside for, of you for context for context, for context cooler and i are very much at the bottom of baseball fan yeah it's <laughs> it's 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 great it's fun but God damn, dude. I'm a boy. Wow. I'm regretting this game. We should have just picked our favorite Christmas movies and fucking ended this podcast. God damn it. (laughs) Um, Okay. Okay. I will agree to say yes to this rule. Okay. If you're willing to make two adjustments, Mr. Commissioner. Number one. All teams. I... If if we're if we're doing this, we're going all in. I'm, no, none of this half-ass bullshit. Okay, everyone's in. Everyone, and it's not by position. It is every year you rotate a position. We draw it out of a fucking hat. I don't give a shit. Twenty twenty four. Every right fielder. Or, or or every right fielder, fucking you're getting an injection for every game. I don't give a fuck. Like, like it's hard though in baseball it, because you might have like four guys in your roster that the, play right field. Cool, all of them get it then. Fair enough. <laughs> don't right. give a shit. I, yeah. If hey, all I'm saying is, if you guys are, if we're, if if you're, if you're saying, well, we could do three positions. No, 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 no. It's one random position for every team, which means, hey, 
It would have been great for the guards last year. Their right field was terrible. It was awful. I would I would have paid any money for this rule to have been implemented for center fielders last year so Miles Straw could hit the ball farther than five fucking feet. Okay? If you're going in this, you go in it all the way. Every team has to participate. So, so here's, bullshit. here's what I'll do. Here's what I'll do. As commissioner, I'll agree that every every team has that budget. It's part of their revenue sharing. has to go to performance enhancing drugs. <laughs> Um, but uh, so as commissioner, <laughs> as commissioner, I am sticking with the three position rule. It's catcher, yeah. DH, and first baseman. I um, agree with that. Mm-hmm. Now, Gray, yep. you no. can swing this. You can swing mm-hmm. this. This has got uh, a, this I, is a majority vote. All right. So I love the fact that the Dolans have to spend money on something because right now they have to spend <laughs> money on nothing. They spend money on zero things if they want to. Yep. Um, uh, they probably have to spend money on something, but. Generally, they don't. Um, I think that your position requirements are solid. Um, like I said, like like my rebuttal with Joe's was there, there could be several guys, but then that's the question of, all right, so you inject them on the day of, the day they're playing right field, the inning of, that just seems way too hairy. But I'm, I'm 100% yeah. it because when I think back to the times that I love baseball in the 90s, all those motherfuckers were just like juicing the fuck out of themselves. So fuck. Yeah. It's a good rule. All right. I'm with, so you, let's, let's do it. Let's come. do it. We can figure out the schematics of when, where, and how yeah. I'm not a doctor, but fucking we'll, let's, we'll find get, all, doctors. let's the, get all DHs, first baseman and catchers drug the fuck up. Joe is everyone starting in 2024 commissioner. Jason Boone has decreed steroids are mandatory. Every team. Let's go. With that Rob Manfred, we're coming for you, buddy. Yeah, f- yeah, That's boy. Right. He's, and, we're yeah. Not, and, and we're not done. We're not yeah. done. No. So not done. <laughs> boy, I can't wait till we start injecting steroids in Pete Rose, man. Manfred's going to freak out. All right. Well, if we're not done, yeah, let's rule. go it, commission I, it, number two of the MLB then, I assume. It, yeah, yeah, Grayson, what, what, league are you, what league are you commissioning and what is your rule change? Uh, Major League Baseball, co-commissioner with Jason. Um. Now that's a tandem I can get behind. <laughs> so this is going to be a very simple, boring rule. Okay. This is not going to change the game. And in fact, I chose this rule simply out of spite. Or it's Rob Manfred. Okay. I'm for it. I I'm already voting. Yes. So you guys are familiar with, um, Ted Williams. Assuming. Uh, yes, 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 yes. Batted 400. Uh, many consider him to be the greatest hitter of all time. Because of Ted Williams, they invented the shift in baseball. Recently, due to a number of rule changes, the shift has been outlawed in baseball. Along with adding larger bases, the pitch clock, all sorts of things, which I think are good for the game. And I've previously said in these podcasts that I think if it makes me uncomfortable, I'm good with it. However, I think that outlawing the shift in Major League Baseball is one of the dumbest fucking rules of all time in or out of sports. The reasoning is... I don't fucking care if you can't hit ball that's coming towards you away from your defenders. That's not my fucking problem. That's your problem, Shohei Otani, who just got $700 million. I don't care. 
I don't care. The game is to beat the defense, no matter what sport you're playing. So, I'm just going to say reinstate the fucking shift. It's boring. It's not new. But you know what? It's not my problem, and I don't care. It's a game. It's part of the game, and you should, you should just, you should fucking figure it out. I don't care. I don't know how to beat the shift. I'm also not getting paid millions of dollars to play professional baseball, so it's not my fucking problem. My problem is, is when you're like, oh, they can't fucking figure it out. It's too hard, so we're gonna not let them do it anymore. <laughs> God damn it! Well, damn it! I don't fucking care. Like, I don't I... care. I love how old man complainy this rule is. This is back in my day kind of shit. And you know what, Gray? As, as much as I am very much a baseball needs to embrace the future and change, I am with you on this. I'm voting yes because I'm fine with pitch clocks. I'm fine with adjusting what batters can and can't do when they're in the box. I am all for that. I'm for bat flips. I'm for energy. I'm for personality. But... The shift, the number one issue with removing the shift was it said, hey, player who's only good at doing one thing, hitting directly to left field, congratulations, we're going to make it easier for to do the only thing you can do. We're going to take away the ability for teams to play defense. Do I think teams went way too fucking far with it, which is why we got it banned in the first place? Absolutely. What I'm proposing to you is what if we made it so... You can only play a certain number of players shifted. You have to keep the the uh, one side of the field honest. You can't just do what they did. We're like, hey, we're literally going to have like the first baseman and like one toe of the right fielder play on the right side. I think when you're talking your infield and outfield, I want to see two guys. Give me two guys, maybe even so, three. Like, I, are you willing to meet me in the middle there a little bit? Potentially, but here's my here's my counter. Have you ever seen a play in football where there's only one defensive lineman and everybody else is back in coverage? Or in I've heard of other sports like uh, field hockey and la- lacrosse where they pull goalies out of the net so there's no one playing defense. Thank you, Kyle. Um, okay. Um, so, so, all right, so counter. I hear that. That those kind of plays happen once a game, usually at the very, very end in baseball. The shift happens every inning for like two out of three batters all the time. I guess I don't understand, though, why that is detrimental to the to the offense. I so all all I'm saying is that the, the shift that. Our, the shift that has existed for a very long time has become extreme. Would you not agree that it became extremely egregious to where it's like, oh, we're all having a tea party in left field because we have three outfielders playing within 80 feet, 80 inches of each other. Well, I think the problem with that is why the it's not the defense's fault if you can literally only hit it to one spot. That's and my again, stance. I slammed the yes. I slammed the yes button. I'm just saying. I, I'm in. What, I'm what, in as well. I yeah. think that. I think that if you're so up in arms about not being able to hit it in the left field, then don't fucking hit it in the left field. We're not a squid. You know, like, we're not bumped it for fuck's sake over there. Like, you're you're not mean, you know, I, I, I hear it. I hear you. I just. I. I, I don't. 
so care about the, that. The reason why I do that is <laughs> I what, what what I don't love about what I don't love about I'm going to say sports and 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 I love analytics. I'm a very anal- I love analytics. The one thing that analytics does drive me crazy about is we take everything to the nth degree using analytics. We find the best percentage and we drive it into the fucking ground. And again, I understand it's going to help you win. You're going to get the best. I, I, I fully understand that. But when I look at the shift prior to the late 80s, where we, everything, when we started really analyzing it, it was much more feel for the game. And now it's statistically Jose Ramirez had 63 percent of his balls directly to left field. So 63 percent of the time when he's batting right handed, we are going to put Seven of our guys directly, and and those are the things that like it just takes a little bit of the spirit out of the game, uh, the especially triple baseball, team which, Miles Garrett. I don't, I don't know. To me, it's all the same. Oh, okay, it, 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 but here I'm going to get myself <laughs> the, the 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 tush push that everyone wants to ban. I I am absolutely against banning it because I figure figure out how to fucking stop it, right? So you know what? I'm going to go ahead and destroy my own argument. Nah. I am not for banning the tush push. <laughs> Because I think you should have to figure out a solve. Hey, I'm playing a little devil's advocate. I don't want to just everyone be yes on that one. But <laughs> well, the, how many other guy? Chase is going to go against it. If three <laughs> of your guys have the ability to hit the ball into a skyscraper and have more drugs in their system than red blood cells, absolutely Bingo. put the shift right. back in. Because <laughs> if you can hit the ball into space, who gives a fuck about a shift? Yeah, I think this yeah, works perfectly fair. with drugs. <laughs> that's Let's and that's go. what the Boone Machowski uh, MLB commissioner ticket gets you in 2024. The ASINs do more than just write books on how to do oohs and ahs and harmonies. Okay. We also <laughs> yeah. fix the game of baseball, drug the players. I went more trend than fucking. I want trend to be the number one thing in everyone's bloodstream, less Hell than yeah. water. I want people's <laughs> bodies to be 90% drugs. I want baseball to be Let's great go. again. Oh, Put the shift back in. Hmm. And make Jason's drugs 2024. Cooler, do you descent uh, or do you uh, are you uh, are you on the train? Oops, I am. Yeah, I'm. 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 Get rid of the get, or bring back the shift. Awesome. Get rid of the rule against the shift. Fuck yeah. So we fix where the gavel goes down. We now have mandatory steroids in the shift in baseball. Mm-hmm. Cooler, Commissioner Cooler, what is your sport, your sport and what rule are you looking to work on here? Are so you asking the rule? Baseball removing a rule? Out. What are you doing? This is a sport that we don't take it. Let's go. This is this is going to be maybe a little a little shocking for you guys. Um, He's going to do hockey, isn't he? No. What? Okay. Okay. Go ahead. I'm going to do what? Never mind. Go ahead. Okay. I don't know what that is, so (laughs) I certainly can't (laughs) make rules of sports that I don't know or that don't exist. Anyways. Um. The MLS. Ooh. Oh, we're going way, soccer. By the way, I have two. One of mine happens to be soccer, so this is going to be interesting. I'm really? I wonder oh, if yes. we're the. I wonder if we're the same. Um, Where your other one is. So, I do have an honorable mention that I'll that I'll bring up at the end. Uh, but so we are going to completely remove offsides. I love it. I'm, a, I'm, we are, I'm intrigued. Let's go. We are not going to allow defenders to push up the, the offense to midfield, past midfield. We are going to 
fucking add chaos. We are going to shit is going to go nuts with this with with this rule. You could have you could stick someone right in front of the fucking goal every time down the down the field if you really want to. You could just post them up there for the entire game. I don't care. We are going full outlaw, full you know, anything goes no offsides uh in in soccer. Uh, I, I think it's going to bring chaos. I think it's going to bring speed. Um, it's so annoying anyway. Uh, when, I mean, it, it, it just, it just kills so many fun plays. I mean, I, I'm, I don't watch MLS soccer very much, but I do occasionally go to some FC Cincinnati games. Um, live soccer, it, it, you know, it, it can be pretty fun. Um, atmosphere wise and everything like that. So, but it's 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 at least like three or four times a game you get you get a uh, an insane really hyped up play that gets called back you know because this stupid little guy is holding his fucking little flag right there he's pointing at it just like a fucking statue like god so stupid stupid little Um, guy yeah he's got a here's my fucking flag i'm gonna point at you You fucking (laughs) all sides you ran you were one inch ahead of this guy when you fucking started running so nothing doesn't fucking count um god (laughs) fuck you and fuck that so that's that's my rule change. We're uh, we're eliminating offsides. I know it's going to change the game more, much more than you know, uh, you know, an inch offsides. But uh, that's what we're going with. So I know we don't have a whole lot of opinions about soccer, but I love go. that though. I am yeah. a fan. Um, that's cool. getting a that's getting a solid yes for me, and I'm not going to request any changes to that other than um, if you could find more ways to make soccer exciting and make me give a shit. By all means, Commissioner Kyle, you do it because I don't can, give a fuck we, about soccer. We can talk about adding a tiger onto the field. You know, like, so slam the yes button. Let's go. No, no offsides. And a tiger. I okay. wish I could get more behind soccer. I need to try I again, but I know. You know what? Can't. You try when we let the Brits have their boring ass. Football, yeah, we fucked them up already. Once, strategy and all yeah. that Food, yeah. fake fucking flopping and horse shit. Give me no offsides. Yeah. See allow fighting. Allow mm. slide tackling. Let's I'll make steroid. American soccer American soccer. I'm for it. Fuck offsides. Let them cherry pick. Block the goalie. If you're going to be a good goalie, figure it the fuck out. There I'm you with go. It. Hell yeah. Oh uh, yeah, and you know awesome. what? On top of that, make them take steroids. Just like, yeah. just like, just like God intended. Just we like just go God steroids intended. for every sport. Also, oh, like... you know, I I want I want the biggest and best athletes that literally pharmaceutical science can fucking make. Like, yes. let's go. You're right. But, uh, <laughs> so I'm I'm with you on this one, Kyle. But you did spark something in me. Um, you said this little guy with a flag. Okay, just saying that's got legs. Just a little person with a flag. <laughs> He's got legs. He's got little ones. It, it's, whether it's a toddler <laughs> or otherwise. Okay, yeah, think, I'm in. I, I'm feel. in. It's gonna. It's gonna be. It's gonna take a while for them to run up and down the field, but. 
Like, Maybe we can have multiple, like many. So. They're not calling off sides. So. Like, like dozens. Yeah, right. Dozens um, of toddlers. So, yeah, I think that's a pretty unanimous. Yeah. Uh, a slam dunk. So, congratulations, so, new commissioner. Soccer, the best sports in America. Um, uh, honorable okay, honorable okay, mention. Okay, we're, we're, not, we're, not, we're, not, we're not saying soccer yeah. is even close to yeah. the best sport in America. Yep. With offsides, of course, no, of course no. Yeah, Kyle. Honorable at mention. least, I mean, it's yeah. got to be third best. At least, I yeah. mean, at the at the most, because what else is there? You rude bitch. Baseball, baseball. Joe, yeah, what are yeah. the what's the sport that you? Hold on, wait, real quick. Honorable, honorable mention. Oh yeah, I bet. Get offensive goaltending doesn't exist. Yeah, throw that yeah, shit fucking right. down. Okay, yeah. I like that. I'm with you, Kyle. You know, yeah, yo, you know, just do it again. Congratulations. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think that we're all good on that one. I want to see fucking Giannis, goddamn, throw a down everything. Yeah. Like, let's let's go. Let's see that shit. I love it. And make them take steroids. <laughs> <laughs> make Giannis take steroids and oh, fucking go oh, on some bitch and yes. recollect his goaltend. <laughs> yes, okay. <laughs> okay. Wow, that is <laughs> a fan. I'm a so fan. far, this is all, all I'm hearing I mean, so we, far is sports <laughs> are better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're single-handedly solving uh, sports issues in this country. Joe, is this where you thought this game was going to go? You know, it's actually somehow better. I, I I honestly was really worried it was going to be like, dude, every basketball game is played on the moon. Like, I was really <laughs> expecting. Not a bad idea, though. That's actually like, zero gravity. <laughs> like, you know, oh, zero, gravity, zero gravity HGH. You know, I mean, I'm <laughs> changing my I'm changing mine to that. Just to jump in his foot just crushes the moon. A steroid Olympics. Yeah. If to slam dunk the moon into Jupiter. Holy shit. When you first brought steroids, I literally wrote down Olympic steroids. I was like, no, that's that was literally what I was Every stair, every uh, competition in the Olympics requires steroids. Normal, let's we just have the normal game. Olympics every what, four years. But which Olympic sport would you like to see uh, with steroids? With steroids? Oh yeah! First of all, swimming. <laughs> hold on, wait, wait, hold on. Joe, you got you. You have you have your thing, and then we'll. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah we're yeah, going off yeah, the rails. Yeah. <laughs> um, so your Kyle, sport, you, Joe? Kyle, you you brought up soccer offsides. My rule for soccer. This is my honorable mention. My rule for soccer was every team at the beginning of every match can designate one person that is able to slide tackle without getting penalized. There's Ooh. a roving yeah. tackler. So that means as you're playing and you're kicking the ball around, you got to be careful. Jason, the only guy you can fucking tackle, he's like right behind you, right? That's his only job. There's only job. Well, no, you get it. Could be whatever player you want. He can tackle shit of you without getting carded. Slide tackle you, right? You could make it your midfielder. You whatever you want, but you just got to be careful. He's gonna have a special colored jersey ready to give him like a fucking red jersey or whatever, and that guy can just slide tackle the shit out. For, yeah, I will watch every and, match knowing yeah. that there are going to be guys running for their lives and kicking that ball <laughs> fucking You're anywhere to not get slide tackled. <laughs> yes, please. Uh, we just made soccer 
<laughs> all of a sudden, I'm watching soccer. I'm assuming we're all in on that. Like that's yeah. a no-brainer. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, the um, commissioners that are us let us have them. In, absolutely. Yeah. That was ten yeah. game. I have honorable mention, but since so- Kyle made soccer very good, I wanted to make it great. Yeah, um, no. Just, uh, I think uh, in Kyle your face, I, whoever the commissioner of soccer is, <laughs> uh, coming for your job. Uh, the other one that I was I was going to mention here is uh, is football related. And I think it's something that um, that similar to my soccer ideas where I got this one from Don Garber, by the way, every MLS commissioner. Oh, fuck, fuck, fuck Don Garber. Garber I will I, we will become we will become an MLS podcast if you want to spend money on us, Don. <laughs> oh yeah, fuck yeah. Us, Don. <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> uh, okay, anyways, Joe, sorry uh, to interrupt. So so football. I think we uh what I want to do is similar to Jason Steroids idea. I <laughs> sound fucking terrible. And uh, by the way, <laughs> no, you know, I, mean, I don't even say it's a terrible idea. Don't I know it is. I don't give a shit. I want to take a section of money and I want to put it aside for players that get CTE because you know what we're bringing back? Fucking clotheslines. We're going wow. full 80s. I want the center of the field to be dangerous again. You want to know why? Because the Browns finally have a good defense to do it. God damn it. I saw so many Browns players get wrecked for years. Muhammad Massaquah is basically dead because of James Harrison. And we finally have a defense to do it. And Miles Garrett touches a person and he gets banished to the fucking shadow realm. Nope. Bring back defensive destroyers. Dedicate a section of revenue to CTE to help out the players that Miles Garrett single-handedly murders and let's bring back clotheslines send joe the trophy the uh trophy for uh end of the year man like boy we finally have a defense for it i want it free demonte casey free demonte (laughs) casey (laughs) oh by the way uh we apologize we did not get to the demonte casey question we were running a little short on time we're running very over on time actually so yeah we had we had to kick that question also fucked him i I had the boomer I thought I had the boomer take of the. Uh... It, you know, it it is it, it's it's the it's the take that in my soul I know it's wrong in my head I know it's wrong and 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 I honestly hate it because CT is terrible it's yeah it's ruined people's lives but there is there is the part of me that sees this amazing Browns defense I'm like boy twelve years ago we would have Miles Garrett like literally killing people like James Harrison Troy Polamalu and Ryan Clark all did and. Boy, wouldn't that be fun to watch for once in our lives? But no, instead, I got to watch Cole McCoy, Mohamed Massaqua, and Josh Cribbs literally die on the field. So, yeah, I'm a little homerish for this one. But um, anyway, we, we don't need to vote for that one. We made soccer great again. Well, to be fair, it was never great. We made soccer great in general. <laughs> so. so you want to give people CTE for your rule change? Yeah, and I, 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 say, I, man. we're putting money aside for them, okay? It's, so, I, I, it's, it's our, like setting up. Yeah. As someone who has world, suffered from... It seems from... like we're all going to join sports, like baseball, football. They're all going to be the same commissioner. It's going to be like the socialist regime of... We're going to be sports... <laughs> you know, actually, Bill Simmons same talks about this. Uh, he wants to he wants to have a uh, a presidential appointee, like, cabinet member called the sports czar. czar? Yes. Yeah. And um, that's what we should be. We should be a committee sports czar. Um, so they're all taking steroids. 
They're all taking steroids. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming I'm assuming all the NFL players are taking steroids, right, Joe? I, like, I, I think we've agreed to do it for every other sport. We might as well do it for football. I think that I think that steroids just that's the norm. Um, hey, yeah, man. Rules, as, as a as a sufferer of of, sure. of concussions, multiple concussions, I don't know if I can get behind it, but you know, it's uh, fuck it. Let's. Uh, it, it would be fun to see again. <laughs> You don't see any big hit highlight reels anymore because Kyle, it's like Kyle, be, be, be quiet. You have brain damage. Right? I know. <laughs> Just be quiet. <laughs> Just be quiet. I'll stop talking now. <laughs> uh, well, guys, I this has been this has been a great pod. We we have single handedly solved all of those sports world problems with our wonderful rules. Um, everyone's getting steroids. As a matter of fact, should this podcast get steroids? I think we need steroids, guys. Yeah, I think we should start doing steroids. That's only fair. <laughs> um, great, great job there, Alex guys. Rodriguez, uh, sponsor us. <laughs> Next week, our special guest, Mark McGuire. Um, Great, great pod today, guys. Great solving all of the world problems uh, with rules and steroids. It's going great. We're not trading Donovan Mitchell. The Steelers are going to suck for all eternity. And Joe Flacco is apparently the real deal. We we talked about a lot this year, this week, year. Jesus Christ. Uh, Yeah, so great pod, guys. Uh, Any any last plugs, commentary, any other points you guys want to make before we sign off? Fuck you, Jason. There we go. Not even doing anything. Yeah. As they say you, in Jason. Germany, as they say in Germany, Oak Hill might have lost 108 to 14, but can you really lose to a place that's not real? <laughs> yes. Can you really lose to a place that is doesn't exist? Because as they also say in Germany, I bet I can find 300 billion people that believe North Dakota is not a place. And we have the facts to prove it. Amen. Guten Tag, little mommies and daddies. Feel free to email us your questions, comments, uh, whatever you want. Uh, maybe we'll read it on the pod at uh, <coughs> the sporting nudes at gmail.com, or you can find us on the Twitter as well. Uh, it's not X, it's Twitter. Go fuck yourselves. Anyway, have a great oh, one, everyone. Nudies. Let's oh, all nudies. get some trend. No booties. <laughs> Yeah.